Hello and welcome fellow commoners to Politically Casual. I'm Julio Gonzalez. And I'm Corey Vanderhorst. Corey, you ready to get political? Only if it's casual. This week, November 14th, 2018, Jeff Sessions is out of the job. And now we have a new AG in charge. Is it constitutional or not? But first we got questions locked. And answers loaded. In this week's edition of Fire Will. <laughs> Choir, sing us in. I was late on the count there. Come on and shoot. Fire Will. Who has better accuracy, stormtroopers or Broward County Board of uh, Board of Elections? Whatever Storm, it is, stormtroopers. <laughs> Jeff Sessions is out of the job. What is his next gig? Uh, he's going to be in the Mi- circus as an Mickey elephant. Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be a flying elephant, like Dumbo. You know what I mean? With those ears. Um, who hits harder, Michael, Michael Avenatti or a shot of Jaeger? A shot, shot of Jaeger. Jaeger. <laughs> uh, I could take down Michael Avenatti any given day. Um, Who's better at karate, Ralph Macchio or Jim Acosta? I don't know. Probably Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio, Macchio yeah. <laughs> Unless you doctor the video, you know, then. Wax on, wax off. Brings us to our last question. Who's a better director, Ryan Johnson or Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Sarah, Sarah Huckabee, Huckabee Sanders. Because <laughs> she didn't ruin Star Wars. I don't think she could. And that was Fire at Will. Shogun's lead us in. Episode eight was horrible. To tie, yeah, to tie in that last question, if Sarah Huckabee Sanders just filmed a black screen, and it then would be edited better. it, like <laughs> like like Poe is in the Poe's in the briefing room, and then he asks Trump a question, and then she edits that. That would be much better than uh, just Poe and whatever. Karate chops uh, microphone girl, and then just credits roll. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you think Donald Trump would be uh, a Sith Lord or a Jedi Knight? I think he would be like Snoke where he has no backstory and just dies. <laughs> <laughs> this is very unimportant. You know, someone else is actually running the Empire while he just sits there. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's go into the brief. All right, this week in the brief, uh, we've been gone for a couple of weeks, but we are just going to cover the most current stories that are happening right now because the last couple of weeks have been absolutely insane. So, with that being said, Corey, you want to lead us off with our first story? Yeah, and by insane, we mean Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to... Sure! Gonna... <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> Arthur! <laughs> it's me, Dutch Vanderlyn. I love it, man. Let's just talk about Red Dead Redemption. Let's just cop Red Dead Radio from Kind of Funny Games. Exactly. Oh, well, it's Jared Petty that does that. Jared, what's up? You're the man. You are. You are the pastor. Beautiful, beautiful soul. Um, okay, go on with the uh, CNN story. Yeah, let's 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 lead on with a story about CNN by CNN. Karate chop Jim Acosta. Jim got Jim Acosta got accosted. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, for those of you who don't know, Jim Acosta has since had his uh, White House credentials revoked after an altercation um, with <laughs> with the president. Uh, regarding uh, not really questions, but more of a debate, so to speak, and then neglecting to uh, to hand the microphone off to other people. To well, allow other in my eyes, question. the president refused to answer any question that Jim Acosta was saying. But, you know, this is why we have the show. I'm the liberal and I'm always right. And you're the yeah, but you, you yeah, Jim Acosta to give the president a definition. Well, then the next invasion. dude is like, hey, no, Jim Acosta is a good guy. Like, what are you talking about, President Trump? Then, then President Trump like, went sit down. <laughs> then President Trump goes fucking bonkers on everyone. When Sarah, okay, so keep going with the story. Keep going with the story. No, please. I'll... Okay, so then, long story short, homegirl Sarah Huckabee Sanders retweets this fucking video. I don't know if she made it or not. The speed up version of Jim Acosta, like trying to hold on to the mic. So it looked like Jim Acosta hit the poor White House intern, which clearly that's not what happened. And uh, so she was saying that Jim Acosta should feel ashamed of himself. Trump, Trump said the same thing at the press conference, and then they ripped the homeboy's uh, uh, press credentials. Uh, my only gripe with this whole scenario is that why didn't they edit in karate sounds? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, what they really needed was like old school Batman's like oh, things yeah. that go like pow or bang, <laughs> bang, pow, pow. Live footage of Jim Acosta. Then Christian Bale comes in and yells at the lighting guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fucking amateur. <laughs> Get off the set. Okay, so anyway, back to this article. So that is the background for this story for those of you living under a rock. Um, So the the response to this has been for CNN filing a lawsuit basically in regards to saying that 
uh, Jim Acosta's First Amendment rights have been breached, so to speak. So, uh, in regards to this, Fox News and other outlets join CNN fight over press access to the White House. So, 13 other um, news organizations have gotten together and supported this lawsuit, so to speak, um, for tor- towards, uh, I- I'm assuming it's going to be towards the White House. Yeah, they're suing the White House. So they're suing the White House over this. Um, these, uh, these include the Associated Press, Bloomberg, yeah. First Look Media, which I don't know what that is. <laughs> the notorious First Look Media. Also, also Gannett. It's not Gannett News or Gannett anything. It's just Gannett. Okay. <laughs> NBC News, The New York Times, Politico, U.S. Today. Go. Back to Planet Earth. The National Press Club Journalism Fucking Institute. The, the Mars Inquirer. <laughs> <laughs> the Press Freedom Defense Fund. Okay, there need, we go. They need more of a fund because I don't know. Who the, and the e, I've heard of that one before. The E.W. Scripps Company. What the fuck is that? So I, I love. We should just go on there and sue the White House too. <laughs> Fuck it. Just join, join, and join hands. Put politically casual on there. We're gonna let's let's get a lawyer. Hey, uh, Richard, you know, you got a law degree? You do? All right, get cracking. You're rehired. He got it out of a out of cereal a, box, <laughs> right? <laughs> I got it out of a Captain Crunch box. Yeah, it's like written on a napkin. It just says <laughs> law degree. But so this is basically showing the press coming together in a unified manner, pushing back against the president and his continued abuse of the press. So we'll see what happens in regards to this lawsuit. My guess is, is as silly as it may sound, um, the ability to be in a in the White House briefing room is not necessarily a First Amendment right. Um, so we'll Freedom s- of press, though, that's the thing. Freedom- yeah, so here's so the thing. So are you going to you know, off that guy because he made you mad? <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, CNN has like 50 other press credentials that they could send in there. So this isn't a uh, revoking of CNN's only press credential. This it's just Jim Acosta's. One person. Yeah, but still, I mean, he represents but you, CNN. N- neither you nor I have a First Amendment right to sit at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and listen to the president and give him questions and have him answer. But it's the freedom of the press. That's where I kind of get in that gray area like, ooh. That might that might be that that I, might I, make sense. I wholeheartedly. I mean, we're technically journalists. I guess if we tried, <laughs> right? <laughs> they'd let you into the White House, not me, though. I would imagine they would ask you for your papers. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> ICE would be right there. No, over Sir, my shoulder. Did you come with that caravan? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of Red Dead Redemption impersonations, folks. Can't wait to get on my horse. Uh, buddy, uh, and, and, and hit a and tree run. and go flying. And hit a tree and go flying. <laughs> but you know, when it comes to this, I think they have a case. I don't know what's going to happen. This Here's is a- the thing: is what kind of what kind of uh, what would you gain? What would you, you gain? Law- just to get his press con- press pass back? I just I don't know why Trump just doesn't give it back and make him look weak. But he looks dumb either way. It's like he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. You know, which is which is his his presidency. Damned if he does, damned if he doesn't, because he does this to himself. You know what I mean? It's like the meme where the kid's riding the bike, and then he sticks a fucking <laughs> stick in his own spoke, you know, and then he files it over, and then he, like, blames something else. It's like, dude, well, you put this. fault. Yeah, exactly. It was the caravan's fault. It's CNN's fault. You're the, you know, enemy of the people. You're X, Y, Z. Kim Jong-un and I are in love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. There's a nice love triangle between uh, Putin, Trump, and uh, Jim Con- Kim Jong-un. Uh, Kim <laughs> Jong-un. <laughs> Jim Acostian. Sure. <laughs> Boy. Um, but but I think they got a case. I'm just I'm, the I, Trump administration does this over and over and over again. Like quit shooting yourself in the feet. You're gonna run out of feet because he keeps shooting them off. He only have two. He only have two, and he shot plenty of toes and, and all that. Well, the best part is that BuzzFeed is also said to be signing on, like BuzzFeed's real news. Oh, but. wow. Not, whoa, <laughs> woe is me, not BuzzFeed. You know what? They have a better name than half the people on here, so I mean, yeah, exactly. I guess I can't blame them. Exactly. Like, what was that? So apparently, uh, reading further in this article, CNN's lawsuit was filed Tuesday, and there's a hearing scheduled at 3.30 p.m. Wednesday, which is today. Um, so yeah, that, that hearing is going to go, apparently went on today. Yeah. We um, just don't know what happened, because... No, it's Wednesday. So, what do you think? What do you think the president should do about this? Um, I think uh, I think we've already gone too far, right? Yeah. I mean, I think at this point you kind of 
if he doesn't stick to his guns, it looks stupid. And if he gives it back, it looks stupid. So at this point, I feel like you just kind of you kind of got to let the chips lie. I'm like, fall where they here's may. the thing. I mean, homeboy's got a Democratic House now. I mean, that is the that is the part of the government that keeps the you know executive branch branch <laughs> branch in check. Uh, so it's like he better behave because come January, I don't know if he's gonna be able to pull shit like this anymore. We'll find out. All right, you have anything else to say about this? Freedom of the press is great. Uh, President Trump, please have us in the White House. I won't yell at you too much, and I won't cry to chop your interns too hard. Might ask her out instead. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Arthur. Okay, let's go on to the next story. All right, now to our favorite lawyer, Michael Avenatti. Uh, it was reported by TMZ uh, in a tweet late Wednesday that the Los Angeles Police Department confirmed the arrest uh, of him and some domestic violence. Uh, quote, we can confirm that today LAPD detectives arrested Michael Avenatti on suspicion of domestic violence. This is an ongoing investigation, and we will provide more details as they become available, end quote. The department wrote without providing further details. Avenatti is known for his aggressive media presence as he represents Stormy Daniels in two lawsuits against Trump. He has vowed to depose, uh, depose the president and said he is considering running for the Democratic presidential nomination in 2020. Not anymore. That was me. Uh, in order <laughs> to challenge him politically. This is over at the Washington Post that we're reading this from, by the way. Avenatti did not answer his cell phone or return messages late Wednesday. News, water, wet. His law office in Newport Beach, California, automatically directed phone calls to an answering service. Daniels, whose legal name is Stephanie Clifford, did not respond to a voicemail seeking comment. It was unclear who was involved in the alleged incident. TMZ initially reported that Avenatti was arrested after his estranged wife filed a felony domestic violence report. But a lawyer for ex-wife Lisa Story Avenatti told BuzzFeed News that the article was not true. TMZ, what? But a lawyer for ex-wife Lisa Story Avenatti told BuzzFeed News that the article was not true. So her own lawyer said that this isn't a true story? That was his ex-wife, though, not his current wife, correct? Let me read read this one more time. It was unclear who was involved. Okay. Teens Z initially reported that Avenatti was arrested after his, quote, estranged wife, end quote, filed a felony domestic violence report. But a lawyer for ex-wife Lisa Story Avenatti told BuzzFeed News that the article was not true. TMZ later amended its story. Um, so I don't think it's the lawyer that's going to—oh, um, it's going to be a prosecutor. But why would her own lawyer say that it wasn't true? I think it was probably a previous story. That previous she filed lawyer, maybe? That's just so crazy. Avenatti's political celebrity has grown thanks to the uh, continuous cycle of media interviews and an active Twitter presence that he uses to challenge Trump. He launched a political—we already know this, Washington Post. We already know. <laughs> the Vermont uh, Democratic—this is going to be the last thing I read on this because I think this is—yeah, this is pretty much it. Uh, the Vermont Democratic Party announced late Wednesday that it was— canceling events scheduled for Avenatti in the light of his reported address. Quote, uh, the Vermont, absolutely, duh, I'm not going to read this. They're just saying that they're going to cancel everything. Avenatti is representing Daniels in at least two lawsuits. You already said this, Washington Post. She claimed uh, to have an affair with Donald Trump. One claiming Trump defamed her and was recently tossed into federal court, uh, tossed out of federal court, and Avenatti is now appealing the ruling to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. I bet that doesn't go well now. No, um, probably not. Trump lawyer Charles Harder noted that three legal motions in the cases are scheduled for oral arguments in a Los Angeles federal court on December 3rd. That's really not important for this story, but thank you, Washington Post. As always, they do God, great reporting, like but it's a lot. Half of that. They did. Like, can you just please tell me what's going on in Avenatti? So it looks like uh, his ex-wife, a strange wife, uh, went ahead and put felony charges, well, filed a felony domestic violence report on Avenatti. Um, so if this has any truth to it, the fact that they arrested him is big because they can't really arrest someone without any like evidence proof. or proof. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. We're going to have to see how this all, um, you know, plays out, plays out. Thank you. But Corey, uh, obvious question. Uh, you think he's going to run for president in 2020? Let me think. Let me think. I'm going to say no, and I think it's going to be because he's behind bars. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's a solid question, and, and maybe, maybe 
I, I think we're both two brilliant people to answer this. If you're in the limelight and you want to run for president in 2020, why do you hit your wife? Yeah, how about you don't beat your wife? <laughs> or why do you hit your wife at all? Yeah, exactly. Don't don't hit women. Like you're a lawyer, you know what happens. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? You know what I mean? <laughs> the fact that he got arrested kind of makes me go, hmm. There's it's validity. The, it's that's the thing. You can't just arrest someone up for no one. Well, I guess you can and hold them in court for 48 hours, not court, in jail for 48 hours. But for them to arrest Michael Avenatti, I mean, and Michael Avenatti could defend himself, right? And like, some I sort guess, of like... but he probably wouldn't want to. I guess he would. He would have the know-how. Um, but I'm just like, damn, that looks bad. That looks really bad. Well, I just, I wish there was more information in this article. It just came out, so we don't really know. But what, what was the, what was the thing that happened? This came out November 14th at eight o'clock. This was just like an hour ago that this came out. So I'm sure we'll get more and more on it. So I don't want to speak too heavily on it and say that he definitely hit his wife. What, but what, it's just fishy. It's just fishy. Yeah, what, what, what interests me is what would happen to the cases that he is like currently Stormy doing. Daniels' case, especially. Would it, just drop, would it just fall through? Would someone else just take it over? Or, yeah, I mean, that's not looking good. Trump camp is definitely probably, you know, popping champagne today uh, in light of this article. Well, he doesn't drink, so. Well, he's probably getting peed on or whatever he likes to do. <laughs> probably drinking Diet Coke. President Trump, invite good. me to the White House. I'll be a great, great guest. <laughs> 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 Making pee jokes left and right. <laughs> You know, he'd be the funniest one in the... Uh, I really would. Donald Trump, what type... I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you, you, and, uh, you and Jim Acosta could get into a fight and see who wins. you fight for the microphone. Acosta, son. <laughs> fight! Do um, you have anything else to say about this? I don't think he hits hard. <laughs> I'd rather have the shot of Jaeger, for sure. Um, and if this did happen, we are with... Uh, any people who have suffered domestic violence and uh, his estranged wife. That is awful if he did this to you. Uh, so we stand by you. Anyway, let's go on to the next fucking story. Let's do it. All right. And to continue, um, the uh, the next article we have is probably the apocalypse. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the problem for the Democrat Party that they just can't get away from. Uh, Hillary Clinton... Yes. Yeah, that sounds about right. You've heard it. The prehistoric dinosaur that ran in 2016 and was an awful candidate. I thought you're you're not talking about Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> you like that? Or Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, Hillary Clinton has advised that she will run again in 2020. No! Because, yes, we can. <laughs> no! So, so, uh, Hillary Clinton has advised that she will run for Democratic presidential nomination in 2020, according to a former advisor and a top Democrat in New York. Fuck Mark me. Penn, um, who's a pollster and senior advisor to the former Bill Clinton, uh, to former President Bill Clinton and ex-Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, um, has stated that, quote, Miss Clinton has come unbound. She will not allow this humiliating loss at the hands of an amateur to end the story of her career. Uh, he also stated that uh, she has repackaged herself as a more liberal Hillary Clinton 4.0 because oh, 1.0, wow. 2.0, 3.0 didn't, didn't work. Stop it, Hillary. Stop. You can expect her to run for president once again. Maybe oh, not at can. first when the legions of state Democrats make their announcements, but definitely by the time the primaries are in full swing. Uh, he's also stated that Miss Clinton has a 75% approval rating among Democrats, which I do not believe. That's I'm sure, but motherfucker, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you need the other side, too. Uh, can I just take it away from here? I honestly want to hear your this is, I'm the this. goddamn liberal, so I'm going I'm to talk for a second. I was watching uh, the fake news network, CNN, today, as our beloved asset of a president likes to call it. All hail. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and they're like, they're like, so what type of candidate? There's like a segment on some show with some like useless like anchor that some, no one cares some about. There's like, like three o'clock so today. So. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like all I know is Don Lemon and uh, Anderson Cooper, who's a, a, a silver and Wolf fox. Blitzer. Don't and forget Wolf Blitzer. Blitzer. Wolfie. 
But they're like, what type of candidate does the Democrats have to run? Does it have to be a super liberal candidate? Does it have to be a moderate candidate? Is it somewhere in between? And the guy's like, ooh, I think it should be. And all I was thinking was, as long as it's not fucking Hillary Clinton again, they're going to win the fucking presidency. Like, just don't run Hillary Clinton. That's it. That's all you have to do. Don't run Hillary Clinton. No one likes her. No one, except for Democrats and super liberals. I mean, I don't mind Hillary Clinton, but when I voted for her, I was like, you Fuck. didn't want to. I was like, I was like, <sighs> I was like voting in this this <laughs> this year's government race, and you're like, God, I don't really like either of these. Candidates. In the governor's race in Ohio, um, yeah, yeah I, I voted Cordray there too. Um, Dewine, I, I hope he does a good job. You know, whatever. But I didn't uh, like either of them. I'm uh, just gonna be 100 percent. Yeah, Ohio governors are always like that. Aren't named John Kasich are usually atrocious. But uh, anyway, back to this. I'm like Hillary. Here's the thing about this election that I think a lot of people are going to go back and look at. Um, barring any catastrophic tragedies that were to come to Donald Trump via the Bob Mueller investigation. That aside, just look, like saying like nothing happened and it was a fair and square election, which that's totally up for debate. And, you know, I think something fishy happened there for the record. But Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump didn't win the election. Hillary Clinton lost the election. You understand what I mean? Donald Trump didn't win the election. Hillary Clinton just lost because it was her race to lose. Like she said, she went up against an amateur, an amateur who made fun of a handicapped person called immigrants, rapists and thieves and thugs, um, said black people kill black people. A piece of toast with a nice tuxedo could have beaten Donald Trump. I promise you, Bernie Sanders was pulling ahead of Donald Trump. Hillary, that was your loss. You fucked up. You went to Arizona towards the tail end of your <laughs> fucking campaign, and you lost Michigan. You lost Wisconsin. Uh, Ohio. You lost Florida. Like Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Like Maine, I think she lost too. Like that was your race. You fucked up. Joe Podesta is the worst, the worst campaign manager, campaign manager in the history <laughs> of campaign managers. Worse than Bob Dole's campaign manager. Worse than Al Gore's campaign manager. Worse than, I don't fucking know, maybe whoever went up against John Adams, maybe. <laughs> which would have been Thomas Jefferson, I think, if my history is correct. Which it probably isn't, whatever. But I'm like, <laughs> how the fuck do you lose that race? I mean, this guy was so... All you had to be was, like, not him. But, you know, Hillary had a very bad thing going for her. She was Hillary Clinton. And barely anyone on the right likes Hillary Clinton. Actually, none of them. Corey, does anyone on the right like Hillary Clinton? Anyone? No. Exactly. I would argue a good portion of the left doesn't like Hillary Clinton either. A good portion of the left is disappointed in Hillary Clinton. I as think soon as she put pit... Okay, this is what lost her the election. One of two things. Um, one, definitely Jim Comey did not do her any favors with that press conference. None. Whatsoever. Because um, that's when everyone went, ooh, did she actually do something? Like, is there, like, did she fuck up? And then, two, when she picked Tim Kaine oh as her God. vice president. And Tim Kaine couldn't beat fucking Mike Pence, who I don't like Mike Pence's beliefs or anything, but Homeboy can actually really speak. And the fact that you were so underprepared to go up against Mike Pence, how stupid can you be? Yeah, that, like, vi that vice presidential stupid. debate was probably like the most. Tim Kaine got trounced. He got trounced. He was an awful pick. Horrible. Mike Pence. I don't. Again, I don't like the guy. I don't like what he believes in. I don't like. You know, if he becomes president one day, you know, fuck me. But whatever. Tim Kaine was horrible. It was so clear as the day is long. You had to pick like a Beto O'Rourke type or a Cory Booker type or someone who was a minority to lock that vote in. Just because Barack Obama is going to, you know, go out there and campaign for you doesn't mean you're going to get all the minority vote. And guess what? Donald Trump fared better in the minority vote than most other Republican candidates. Granted, it was only like two percentage points more. But guess what? That won him the fucking election. So Hillary Clinton, go away, retire or be a senator again. Be the win a seat in the House and be the Speaker of the House for all I care. But you can't run for president again. You can't. You got trounced by Barack Obama, who was a one-term senator who wrecked shop when he like came in. And I hold dear that he is the LeBron James of presidential candidates for races because he's untouchable. Untouchable because Mitt Romney was an amazing candidate for the right. And he trounced him too. And then she got trounced by Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump trounced her. 
I think the issue that you had too was that not only was she Hillary Clinton and was she just plain, like yeah, no, no person. What was her message? What was her message? I really don't know what her message was. It seemed to me like it, it had a lot to do with gender. This it is was, it was it was a big like women need to break the glass ceiling type of which thing. which is a great message, but like correct. But I, I didn't. I I really couldn't tell you what it was. I could, it was so disjointed, like her together, which is cool. It, it wasn't. It wasn't good. Okay, so. Let me just review all the presidential. Listen, campaigns. you can remember Donald Trump's tagline: but "Make you can't America Great hers. Again, uh, Drain the Swamp." He just had tagline after tagline after tagline. Barack Obama, change. Yes, we can. That amazing, immaculate uh, campaign poster, which is like iconic to this day. George Bush, security, homeland security. We are going to make America safe. Uh, Bill Clinton. Was the fucking man, period. I really, I was too young to really understand what was going on. Then I just knew Bill Clinton was a G. Al Gore, I invented the internet. Al Gore, I invented the internet. But Al Gore really had a really good chance to win the presidency. I think just Dick Cheney was a douche and just <laughs> took it from him. Because Dick Cheney was president for six years. I hope you all understand that. But um, it's just, it's like Hillary, just, no, this isn't going to work. I'm sorry, pal. I know you really, really, really want it. But just because you want it doesn't mean... It's going to be given to you. The question I have for you is, if she runs, does she get the nomination? Fucking, I hope not. The Democrats, if she gets the nomination, Donald Trump deserves a win in 2020. That's how dumb the Democrats have to do. Be. Like, it. if I were to, here's the thing. Beto O'Rourke, I think, really had the best chance to run for president in 2020, but he lost to Ted Cruz. So now he doesn't have a chance because he's going to have no experience. Um, he really should have picked a, easier place to win just so he could get in there um, because he was very Barack Obama-esque and I think that's what Democrats are looking for. Cory Booker is Barack Obama light uh, in the sense that he's a black senator and he's very charismatic, but I don't think he's as, um, uh, what is the word? I don't think he's, a, I would argue bipartisan might be the word you're looking bipartisan, for. Bipartisan, uh, maybe, um, he, he's not as uh, arigmatic as uh, Barack Obama doesn't have the charisma. Yeah, exactly. Like he's not like uh, whenever Barack Obama speaks, I'm like, what's he about to say? But whenever Cory Booker speaks, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, Elizabeth Warren, I guess, could run, but she's gonna have the same Hillary Clinton problem. You, you know, mean, like you mean with the Cherokee Indians? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that all wasn't technically her fault. Harvard kind of like took some. Uh, what am I trying Liberties. to say? Liberties. Liberties. Thank you. Um, so it's not all Elizabeth Warren's fault when it comes to the Cherokee Indian thing. No, but Trump would definitely have a field day with Elizabeth Warren. Oh, dude. Because Elizabeth Warren is tough, but Donald Trump's a bulldog, which I, I hate. But, like, he will just go after you and sling mud and dirt and, and crap at you until you're no more. You know, he just he's very good at bullying people to death. I mean, how, how can – I still look at Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz and think, little Marco and – they got trounced. They got trounced. I mean, he ran them over. And Beto O'Rourke tried to use it as an insult against Ted Cruz in the Senate race, and it didn't work. I can't believe Ted Cruz won. Jesus. Zodiac killer. I know. He's still at large. They they knew if they didn't vote for him, they were going to die. They're going to get a a letter with magazine (laughs) clippings and shit. (laughs) Ted Cruz is really good in American Horror Story uh, Hotel, by the way, as a Zodiac. Because the Zodiac's in that season of American Horror Story. Oh. It's not a good joke if I have to explain it. <laughs> Boring five seconds of time. Um, but yeah, she she can't run. What what Democrats should run, you think, as a conservative, like you think would actually have a good chance? Dude, I don't know. I really don't. I don't think... I know, I know our Senator Sherrod Brown has said that he would consider a presidential run in 2020. I don't think Sherrod has the I don't hair think for he... it. <laughs> it sounds really dumb, but like Sherrod... Sherrod doesn't look very presidential. John he also Kasich, won Ohio by 6%. Yeah. And he believes that he can win the presidency. I don't think so. John Kasich could probably... Well, he's not... John I really don't Republican. think a Republican's going to run against him. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what I'm talking about. It, John Kasich has said that he will try a 2020 bid, but he's not going to win. Yeah, it's... You really... The Democrats... I don't know who the senator would be, but if they're really smart, they have to run a Latino guy. Or a Latino woman. Like Ocasio-Cortez. That would be a disaster. That would be a, kind of a disaster, yeah, because she's a little bit too liberal. She's like Bernie Sanders light. Um, I think but she's, she's going to be a great senator. She's I think she's be, Bernie Sanders heavy. <laughs> Bernie Sanders heavy. I think she's going to be a really good senator. I don't think she's ready for the White House. 
Um, she's I think, the youngest senator. Yeah, so she's going to have to kind of build that rapport for about yeah, a technically, decade. Technically, I don't think she could run for president because she's not old enough. I think. You yeah. Have to, How old is she? You have to be 35 to run. Yeah, I think she's in her late 20s. I love that woman. Anyway, <laughs> um, it, it really has to be a Latino man because I I bet if they if the Democrats ran a Latino, they would swallow the Latino vote whole. Question. Like, can you think of one Latino senator? No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Like, and there's I just not think of Marco Rubio, and that's like. But no one knew who Barack Obama Tinkers. was when he first started to run. Remember, like it was like Barack Obama. Who's this guy? Well, he's a one-term senator. So. Yeah, exactly. So like, who's it, which? It would have been Beto O'Rourke. Like, Beto O'Rourke would have been the ideal candidate because he was so charismatic, and if he beat but Ted he was Cruz, white. Uh, yeah, if you if he beat Ted Cruz, um. That would have been such a victory, but that's the thing. Ted Cruz can gerrymander the hell out of a county. You know what I mean? That's, and he's in such an evangelical part of Texas, and he's in Texas. He's in Texas, and it's like that's just so hard to win. It was yeah. a close, hard fought race. Beto O'Rourke really should have just ran somewhere that would have been easier for him. Yeah, I mean, I think he probably could have taken like Missouri or Wisconsin. See, yeah, I don't know. I mean, who should actually run? If they're going to run anyone, if like if we're in 2020 and no one has emerged, Michelle Obama should just run. And here's the thing. That's is, your woman candidate right their, there. Their argument is, is that, oh, we should run a super liberal candidate like Hillary Clinton sitting here saying, I'm going to be like a liberal firebrand, I think was like her yeah. exact quote. I think you need to appeal more to the moderates, really. I think you're cutting out a lot of people that really don't want this extremely liberal. But side. you can say that. But in this past like House elections, like the super liberals are the one that the ones that are, that were winning. So I don't know. I really don't know because it's the politics are so different nowadays. I mean, you have people running around calling themselves socialists. You know what I mean? So I I, I can tell you as a liberal, I really I really can tell you because when Barack Obama ran, he ran as a moderate first time around, and then he ran the second time around. A little bit more liberal leaning. It wasn't a lot, but it was like just enough. So you think that more senators need to have their honeymoon in uh, Russia? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I mean, sh- shoot, I wouldn't be. I'm surprised they're gonna. They're probably gonna join Donald Trump, you know, while their honeymoon is happening, and he's going to be their tour guide. Uh, and, and then he's going, and then yeah, and <laughs> Papadopoulos, and then he's going to retire up to Putin's quarters, and they're just going to have a real nice romantic bubble bath, and they're going to wear matching candles. ostrich coats. Miss President Trump, you look very dashing <laughs> tonight. Have you seen my picture of me on a bear shirtless? <laughs> and then, and then, and then uh, Kim Jong Un bursts through the door. Who is the guy with the ostrich jacket? <laughs> Paul Manafort. Paul Manafort just walks in like, "Hey, has anyone seen my ox jacket anywhere? Has anybody seen my taxes? I can't <laughs> find them. <laughs> Neither oh, can the shit. U.S. government." <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, uh, we're done with the brief. Let's go into our next segment which is hashtag fake news. And in this segment, we are going to uh, impersonate some of our favorite people. I, as always, will impersonate Guy Raz. And Corey, you are going to be? I'm going to be Ted Cruz. And we're going to go to the randomizer. And the randomized story for today uh, that we will be fake covering is? The terrible truth about Steve Carell. All right. So we are going to get started here in three, two, one. Hi. Hi. I'm Guy Raz, and this is the TED Talk Radio Hour on NPR. And today, we have Senator Ted Cruz. Good to be on here with you, Guy. And he just beat Beto O'Rourke, running on how Steve Carell... The terrible truth about Steve Carell. Thank you. So, what do you got for us today? So, Guy, I want, I, I want to tell you about Steve Carell and what he did to the office. And the terrible truth about that is, is that, see, the Red Sea... Could not have been parted without Moses. And Steve Carell parted the office when he left. Wow. So what you're saying is the office without Steve Carell actually ruined the show. So the main star was actually its ender. You see, Guy, that's what people want you to think. And my, in my constitutional litigation experience, that would have been exactly what would have happened. But Steve Carell... What he has done is go from a comedy actor to some serious actor that he, this is not what he needs to do. So are you suggesting that maybe Steve Carell should take a step back into comedy and be Michael Scott once again? I'm saying that Steve Carell should take a step back from government and from 
acting. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, what a great conversation here with Senator Ted Cruz. And Ted, how are you feeling after beating uh, Beto O'Rourke, who was said to be a better human being than you are? Well, Guy, what I want to tell you about is that I'm actually, I'm not a human. I, I've actually killed many people in my day as a Texas senator. And I want to let you know today and every day, I have been the Zodiac Killer. Wow. So you're telling me this entire time that you've been pretending to be a senator and running for president, you've actually been the Zodiac Killer? How do you think Texas people continue to vote for me? And that was our interview <laughs> today here on TED Talk Radio Hour on NPR. I'm Guy Raz, and that was Senator Ted Cruz. We'll see you next time on Hashtag Fake News. Goodbye. And that, was, and that was hashtag fake news. Let us know if you liked our horrible impressions of now, some of our favorite people. Mine was awful. Mine was awful. I thought you did all right, man. I thought you did pretty good. We'll, we'll see. I'll have to play it back. I like the biblical references to The Office and how Steve Carell ruined the sanctity. I love how I said Steve Carell was in government. I don't know where the fuck that came from. But he He's going to play uh, Rod Rodens. Not Rod Rodenstein. He's going to play um, What's-His-Face in Vice. Uh, I forget. Oh, well. All right. Let's go on to the final page. Now to the final page. So, Attorney General Jeff Sessions was fired after the midterms, which would have been November 7th. Usually in this situation, the Assistant Attorney General would be put into place as the Interim Attorney General. But our President Donald Trump has put in Matthew Whitaker, who has taken over for Jeff Sessions, who was the Chief of Staff uh, for Jeff Sessions. It's odd because usually Rod Rosenstein would take over for Jeff Sessions because he was the Deputy Attorney General. But Donald Trump decided otherwise. Surprise, surprise. A lot of Democrats are saying that this is unconstitutional, along with a lot of journalistic uh, outlets. And Republicans cannot be happier because now Whitaker will have the power to defund the investigation, impede it in one way or another, or maybe leave it alone. But I bet he doesn't. Corey, uh, do you think this is constitutional? Um, yeah, I mean, I've yet to see any reason as to why it's not. The comments that were made were from like a year ago and were hypothetical in nature so we we have to base this on a person's actions so just a hypothetical response and see where it goes from there um but from what i can see i can understand why the president would put wouldn't put rod rosenstein in charge of the investigation due to the uh lack of trust in in rosenstein himself um, but the attorney general is like separate from the executive branch that's what kind of you know um yeah but the attorney general is uh is appointed by the government or appointed by the president. So he is within his constitutional rights. But you you don't think it's fishy that he puts this Whitaker guy who is a nobody to run the investigation who was interviewed saying, yeah, let's defund the, uh, the Mueller investigation. I don't believe in it. I don't trust it. Um, it's just so Nixonian at this point. I feel like I use that verbiage so much when this presidency, when we talk about, you know, this investigation, um, he's now fired the attorney general, which, uh, Lindsey Graham even said last year, if he does that, there's going to be hell to pay. Well, guess what? There wasn't hell to pay on the Republican side. No, the reason there wasn't hell to pay is because now that the Republicans have lost the House in the midterms, they don't care. There's nothing to lose at this point. Um, I think they have their— Because eventually the the House will be in charge of the investigation. They have their patriotism to lose. I mean, this is—it's really a big deal with firing Jeff Sessions like that and then putting this guy in and not Rod Rosenstein. It's just so— fishy i mean the only reason the only reason rod wasn't put in place is because rod shot himself in the foot by saying that he would invoke wear a wire and wear invoke the yeah but rod would have taken care of the Mueller investigation this guy might defund the whole thing and i bet that he does like i would not be surprised when we wake up tomorrow and this guy goes on the podium goes yeah we're going to defund the Mueller investigation because it's a witch hunt which it isn't it's it's providing uh, a lot of hard evidence against the president and against uh the election uh, of 2016 and so on and so forth. Um, this is this could be obstructing justice at the end of the day. I mean, this is a big deal. The president really speaking about shooting himself in the foot. This is another foot. He just went ahead and got yeah. This thing, <laughs> Democrats fall. It's like no, this is your doing. Yeah, but but the Democrats will reinvestigate anyway, even if they get rid of the Mueller probe. But the Mueller probe is so far. Like they've gotten so many indictments, so many charges. 
Um, there is hard evidence coming out of that investigation. It's not a witch hunt. Um, the president has this tendency of making these bombastic um, <clears throat> statements, and they're just not true half the time, if not more than half the time. I mean, the time he gets fact-checked like every other day. Half the shit that he says is bullshit. So when it comes to the Mueller investigation, the best thing for him to do, if he's actually innocent, let it go. Give him more money if you really think that you've done absolutely none. No, nothing wrong, which I doubt. But if that's how we feel, go for it. I don't think you want to give him more money. The government's running out of money, is it? Oh, <laughs> President <laughs> Trump wants to spend money on military parades. and You, you know, know, I thought that was interesting because I t- tangent completely. Um, I figured that the budget not only went to like part of the government, but part that would like funded the government, right? Yeah. Apparently, the government has its own separate budget in accordance to the rest of like the nation. So the nation has like its own budget, and the government yeah, like states have their own budget. And yeah, like, and yeah. apparently the government just doesn't budget enough for itself to fund itself. So oh yeah, that's the U.S. government for you. But when it comes back to uh, this, uh, I'm about to call him Forrest Whitaker, uh, Matthew Whitaker. He seems not qualified for the job because he was his what his old job was patents and uh getting people money for their patents turned out that was a ginormous scam um and he had to step down that company and that company had to be shut down and then he was a failed senator didn't even become a senator he ran for senate and didn't get the job somehow landed in this you know white house and now is the attorney general to me he's not qualified he's not qualified at all so according to a cnn article um the Department of Justice says that Whitaker's appointment as acting attorney general is constitutional. Um, they're saying it's constitutional and that uh, Whitaker's appointment is consistent with the plain terms of the Vacancies Reform Act because, quote, he had been serving in the Department of Justice at a sufficiently senior pay level for over a year, end quote, as the statute requires. Uh, Whitaker is only serving a temporary basis, so he wasn't required to be confirmed by the Senate ahead of his selection last week, which he would have he would have been accepted anyway yeah but here's my thing how long is temporary and what all can he do in this temporary status if i imagine he has full reign yeah and temporary is probably subjective is he going to like dick cheney this thing and he's in power now will he just do whatever he wants because he knows he can and i imagine eventually if he messes with the bob Mueller investigation in my eyes that's obstruction of justice and I bet everyone in the entire planet that isn't a Republican or a conservative or, or an American a Trump, uh, <laughs> a Trump. Yeah, a Trump supporter uh, will be up in arms if he messes with that Bob Mueller investigation. It's honestly getting old. The president needs to just let it go. Let him do his job. Well, there's been we don't know yet that Whitaker will actually meddle with the Bob Mueller. But it's pretty likely. I would love to see the Vegas odds on that. Huh. The Vegas odds on, you know, I bet it's like two to one. Like, you, you know, not even double your money. Uh, that you know he would he would win. Um, I would definitely not take the field in that in that guess. But I I really don't think that was a smart move on Trump's part because now the, the Democrats have the House. Yeah, but here's the thing: is I think the president was losing faith in Jeff Sessions anyway. Why? But why? Why exactly was he losing faith? Let's go back. So Jeff Sessions. Uh, is Attorney General. Trump is all happy because he's looking over the James Comey thing, the Mueller investigation thing. Then uh, our homeboy, Jeff Sessions, who is a piece of crap, in my opinion, um, quick aside, uh, recuses himself, as he should have, from the investigation. Then Trump boy is really upset at him for the past two years and is berating him time and time again just because of the recusal. Besides that, Jeff Sessions has been a loyal dog to the president, period. So besides the fact that he recused himself from the investigation is the only thing the president is mad about. The only thing. There's not a single other thing that I could be like, oh, yeah, Jeff Sessions messed that up. In my eyes, as a Democrat, he messed up a bunch of crap. But in the president's eyes, I don't see what he actually would have done wrong. Yeah, we'll we'll see how this goes. Um, I mean— I agree. I think, I think probably the the biggest uh, disagreement they had had to be the recusal, which it's is recusal. pretty obvious. Yeah, um, and that just it, it let Bob Mueller have free the, reign. The only thing I can really see that could lead to Jeff Sessions firing is if the president and the attorney general 
walked out of the movie theater after watching Star Wars Episode Eight, and Jeff Sessions said, wow, what a great movie that was. And Donald Trump was like, whoa, hold up. You fired. <laughs> that movie was awful. Are you saying that in this hypothetical situation... <laughs> 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 they, went to, they went to the rave cinema over at Austin Landing in small and, Ohio, and they watched the entire episode eight of Star Wars. And every and at the very end, everybody claps, including Jeff, Jeff Sessions. Sessions and Donald Trump. The best decision he made. Goes, what the fuck is everybody yeah. talking about? <laughs> this is a huge mistake. Yeah, um, are we done with this? Like Ryan Johnson was done with episode eight. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I want to go on to Casually Casual real quick, because it's important to say. Uh, okay, we're now on Casually Casual. We're at the 45-minute mark. Um, it's a long episode. A long episode, long the tooth, but we've gone a while, so y'all can deal with it. Episode 8, here's my problem with it. Oh, are we going to do a quick Not, aside with Star Quick Wars? aside, quick aside. Okay. This is Casually Casual. All the actors and actresses did a fantastic job. With the script with they the were With the script given. that they had. Like, homegirl uh, who played... The Chinese girl or whatever. Rose. Rose. She was a phenomenal actress, and I love her in Funny and Die. I adore that woman. I feel so bad that she's been bullied and harassed. Like, everyone, fuck off. Don't. It's not the actor's fault. It's Ryan are you, are Johnson. Are you saying bully Ryan Johnson? Don't bully Ryan Johnson either. <laughs> don't. I mean, if I, and, I and, and let me back up my case. Ryan Johnson made a movie uh, and directed a movie called The Brothers Bloom. He did. <laughs> called The Brothers Bloom. That is one of my favorite all-time movies. It's amazing it has mark ruffalo in it it has um who's the guy with the really big nose uh it's in like a million wes anderson films adrian brody is in it um there's like a ton of people in it and it's amazing it's an amazing film but that guy should not have ever directed star wars because i don't think that's his style i don't know if he's ever done a sci-fi thing before and all the beautiful wonderful things that you know jj abrams set up he just said yeah fuck Here's this a he had a script to go off of and he said rip all right, Finn is going <laughs> to nearly die and then get saved by this random character we barely know or like. <laughs> the fuck are you thinking? And we're going to write a, a quick side story that's going to go away for an hour. For an hour that leads Just, to nothing. And Phasma, yeah, she sucks. Lead to a code breaker that we see for two minutes. Like, where is the character growth? Back. Oh, and then the secret plan uh, that Poe has no idea about, which the lady could have just said, hey, I'm going this to is sacrifice what we're gonna this do. ship. Yeah. Uh, and the warp thing, it was cool to see, but it just ruins all of the canon ever. Because you could have just done that to the Death Star. You just warped right into it with the ship. Or made missiles out of it. You know what I mean? That's like, a brilliant idea. Just, it's just so, oh, so dumb. If I was Disney, I'd be like, okay, that movie doesn't count. Sorry, everyone. I'd rather EA make a movie. No. <laughs> We'd have to pay for the scenes. Exactly. It'd be microtransactioning every character and like it'd just be a black blob. Like there's pay twenty five dollars to watch Chewbacca. Yeah, exactly. Um why why didn't Disney lock down JJ Abrams for all three of the films? He clearly had a vision. Like why didn't you pay him like a billion dollars literally to like run the Star Wars franchise? Until he died. Till he like you know, like they did with Kevin Feige, you know, he's Mr. Marvel now. Um J.J. Abrams clearly had a good vision for Star Wars and had a great start. Like, Star Wars Episode Seven wasn't the best Star Wars movie, but for a revamping of the whole thing, it was pretty damn good. Like, you just had to hop I, over that low bar. The only thing I cannot believe is that Star Wars Episode Eight is like divisive. It's so divisive. It should not be. It averts your expectations. Yeah, because none of that shit should have fucking happened. Every critic review I have read of that movie makes me want to vomit. Because yeah. every single one is like, oh, this is a great film, and the characters and story are so deep, and I'm just like, no, it's not. What are you like? What are you talking about? Do the, we the, watch the same the, movie? The lame militarism in there, like, oh, there are no good guys in the universe because they're selling weapons the, to both sides. The worst part is the fact that Luke, his oh character, they ruined was they ruined destroyed. They ruined him. On top of the fact that, honestly, Princess Mark, Leia. Mark Hamill's like, even like. What? Princess Leia should have been killed off. Why oh. did you save somebody then whose actress who Mrs. died? Mrs. Floaty Fingers over here. <laughs> that was by far the worst When that happened, scene. I literally just said, what the hell? What the fuck? I, just, like, <laughs> I threw my arms up like, okay. There's, and no one was surprised. No one was like, holy shit, she has force powers in the movie. They're like, oh, yeah, she, she can do that. Like, when was this ever explained? When? Never. Never. 
Never. I, she was force sensitive, but now she's just like, whoop. I can float everywhere, I think. I think the fact that we watched she this She was movie, in the vacuum of fucking space. You die immediately when you're in the vacuum of space. The fact that we watched this movie over a year and a half ago and we still are pissed off about Ugh. it. We sound like Star I'm actually more of a Star Trek fan, the better of the Star uh, franchises. system franchises. Because the whole thing, it's, it's like, you know, fantastical. But it, it makes sense when you break it down. Like Starfleet, they're a navy, they're a peace uh, wanting core uh, because we have evolved so much where we don't really need war unless the Klingons fuck with us. Like it all makes sense. Here's the thing: is Star Wars makes sense except for Episode Seven and ar- arguably Seven and Eight and Solo don't make any sense whatsoever and just don't deserve to be part of the canon. No, Seven. I like Seven. I like Seven. I actually really like Seven, but Eight like. Are you going to tell me that um, Rey, who has had no lightsaber experience, fights Kylo Ren... And then actually, like, trounces him? beats him. See, if she's that Force-sensitive, I could believe that. If she's that Force-sensitive. We're really, like, this is not politics at all. This is why it's casually casual. Um, But but Luke is by far more Force-sensitive than Rey. Yeah. And Luke sucked with lightsaber. When just oh, about every scene, but then he then he beat Darth Vader though with like barely any like he finishes his training with Yoda I think right he yes back but he had to train with Yoda that's true he got but, his but, arm chopped but off I don't think Kylo Ren was as powerful as Darth Vader at that point either though no but he's definitely more powerful than Rey I don't know I really don't know I really don't know because I I don't know how the Force works I don't know how the Metachlorian thing f- factors into it you I don't know. I don't know if it factors in at all but it's just like. Uh, the worst part is, is I like Kylo Ren as a character. I really like Kylo Ren, actually. I really like him. I will watch episode nine. Just I hope Kylo Ren wins in the end. That's really what I hope happens. I, I have there's no likable characters on the good side right now, except for Poe and Chewbacca. Poe is awesome. Poe, I love Poe. Poe needs like his side story. I was so interested by Finn. So interested until like, episode such, until episode eight happens. It's like okay. Like and then some random boy with a broom has force powers. Uh, why didn't they? Yeah. And then, was he Leia's nephew or something? <laughs> and no one cares about that shit? Uh, why did that movie suck so bad? All right. Are you done with that? I will never be done with that. Never. Just losing sleep over it. Not losing sleep. It's not that big of a part of my life. It um, is. It's huge. Yeah. I do want to watch the new Star Trek show. I've not watched a single episode because CBS has their own CBS access thing. And like, dude, I'm not paying for another subscription put it on hulu for the love of god um let's close out the show and you can follow us at our facebook page at politically casual you can also listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts except for spotify um you can submit any questions you have for us for next week's show at politically.casual at gmail.com you can also submit those questions at our website at politically casual and if you do listen on itunes please rate and subscribe that helps a lot The views expressed on the show do not reflect the professional organizations that actually employ the host or the host themselves. All right, that's it for this week. Bye. Bye.